to the Feed You podcast, giving you the real scoop on raising your business to new heights. Expert education, inspiration, and motivation to fuel your purpose, your passion, and your profits. Here's your host, Elisa Connor. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Feed You podcast. I'm Elisa Connor, and I'm your host. Thanks so much for being here today. I love that you guys check in with me every week. And if this is your first time visiting, thank you for joining me and welcome. So this week we're talking about your website and I've been doing website design now for about 10, maybe 11 years. I kind of lose track of the math, honestly, but it's been a while. And I have solely built in WordPress and have started playing with some other platforms just to see what's out there. And I still would say WordPress is my favorite, but what I find most often, regardless of what platform you're on, and um, just a side note, for those of you that are looking for a platform or wanting to move, I actually did an episode recently um, going over which platforms do what and giving you some information on how to choose which one. I'll link to that episode in the show notes. It is episode number 23, but I'll also link to it. So if you're thinking about a platform or don't have a platform or maybe want to move platforms, that's a great episode to kind of catch you up. But once you're on that platform, what I see most often is that websites tend to be created by designers who don't think about the marketing behind the website or the branding. And with that in mind, they're creating a beautiful website that then becomes a magazine cover. It's not working for you. It's not delivering more clients. It's not converting. And most of the time, they're not even giving you the mechanism to track or convert people when they arrive. The, the hard part about being a client of a web designer is that you want people to stay on your website as long as possible. That needs to be the home for everything else that you do, because if it's not, and you're making social media your home or somewhere else on the web, you don't own that real estate, whereas you own the real estate of your website. That being said, when a customer comes to your website or a prospective customer comes to your website, they're not looking to to learn all about you. They're looking for you to solve their problem. And when you go at it from the perspective of, I'm so great, I've done this, I've done that, I da 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 da, right off the bat, they don't care and they're leaving because they're looking for someone to help them solve their biggest problem. So I wanna give you some tips, some actionable tips that you can go and actually fix on your website pretty quickly that are going to convert those prospects and customers into paying clients and into um, email subscribers. So the power of email, as you know, is you can stay in front of your ideal client more often and eventually convert them into a customer if they're meant to be yours. So let's get started right away. And the first thing I notice besides that um, most websites, and I'm talking all the way across the board, you could be a small business, an entrepreneur, or a, um, t- a Fortune 500 company. And most people are not getting that you need to talk to the customer as though they were a friend. So uh, the first thing I notice is that a lot of companies don't have a tagline. And I'm gonna tell you, creating a tagline is not easy. It is a challenge. It is something that I work with uh, people on all the time. And honestly, it's something I've been challenged with um, in my own business. I think a lot of times we walk around in our business with blinders on as to you know who we are, what we do, and how we serve because we're just doing it. And that's okay. That's why you hire somebody to help you. So one of the first things I do with my clients is create a tagline with them. And that tagline 
needs to describe very quickly in one sentence or less what it is you do and how you help. And when you have that tagline and you have it visibly displayed at the the top front end of your website so that people know what you do, it's going to make it really easy for people to self-select to either continue to learn about you or to walk away. And it's okay if they walk away because if they do, it it is they aren't meant to be your client. And how many times have you taken on a client for the money and then realized, oh geez, this was a huge mistake. They're costing me a ton of money, um, a, a ton of time, and they are the biggest pain in my patoot. Whereas if you hold out for those people that really resonate with you and really resonate with what you do and how you can serve, those are the people that are going to be a pleasure to work with and you're going to want more and more of them. So the other great thing about having a tagline prominently displayed is that it immediately identifies who you help and how you help them. And again, they can self-select in or out of that, but it also just brings clarity to, oh, the beacon in the, it's like the the lighthouse beacon where they're like, oh, this person gets me. And you arrive and they, they know, you know, they get to your website and they're like, oh, finally, I found somebody that understands what I'm struggling with. And last but not, not least, it also takes the focus off of you and puts it back on your prospective customer. When you have a tagline that is written from the perspective of I, let's just use an example. I create websites that convert. Somebody is coming to you and they want a website that converts um, or creating websites that convert or whatever it might be. I'm just winging it right now. But, um, you know, whatever that tagline is, they're going to know it's about them. It's what they need and what they're looking for. So create a tagline, put it at the top of your website or somewhere, you know, a lot of people will put it on the main slider image. Um, just make sure you're addressing it and then it's really quick. So include a tagline and as a side note on here, I also find it that it's a problem that people are trying to serve everyone. And that is not always, one, it's you're not differentiating yourself from your competitors or from anyone else in the marketplace. But two, if your ideal client arrives and they don't feel like you get them, or you understand them, then they're likely going to click away and go somewhere else. And you literally have like six seconds to make an impression that will keep them wanting to learn more about you. So focus on that tagline, figure out what it is, and spend some time on this. I know a lot of people just kind of want to wing it. And it's not necessarily something that you can wing or um, get done really quickly. So I actually have a a template, a worksheet that I use with my clients that I'm going to include as a download in this episode. So you can find that download at alisaconnor.com forward slash 029 download. And it's just a quick little cheat sheet to help you walk through creating your first tagline and getting you the information that um, you need to be able to brainstorm that and figure it out. So I will share that with you again, alisaconnor.com forward slash 029 download, and you can start creating that tagline for you. Now, number two, the problem I see is there's no call to action, meaning your visitor arrives and you go on and on and on about what you do and how you do it, but there's no way for them to self-select into your mailing list or work with you. Um, They have to hunt around your entire website to be able to decide what to do with you. Whereas if you have a call to action right away that says, hey, um, I have this awesome free download for you that's going to help you do this, they're going to select into that. They're going to subscribe and then you've got them on your mailing um, newsletter or perhaps 
They don't want to be part of your sales funnel. They're ready to work with you. They're ready to just jump in and work. So you've got to make it easy for them to schedule an appointment or have a consultation or sign up for your program, whatever it might be. Whatever your biggest moneymaker is, that's where you need to direct them. And I think people make a mistake of hiding that or being, I don't know if it's like being ashamed of it. I know I've done it before where it's like, oh, I don't want to be too in their face. But if they're searching, if they're actively searching for someone who does what you do, let's use web design, for example. If they're actively searching for a web designer, they want to be able to work with you immediately. And there are some ways you can do that. You can set up um, a scheduling link so they can actually schedule an appointment or you can have that link go directly to a call button where they it's dialing your phone and they're calling you or it can send you an email or it can be connected to a chat bot which enables them to schedule that way so there are lots of ways you can do that just make sure you're giving them the option to either get to know you a little bit better by subscribing to your email list or to just start working with you the other piece of this that i think people are missing is that they'll have a call to action um, say uh, at the top of their website with a, with an image or with um, a slideshow, and then they'll have a different call to action or it will be missing from their top menu bar. I'm going to suggest that you have that call to action, whichever one you're choosing to do, whether it's to download a free guide or to schedule an appointment in your main menu bar. And you, if you have a web designer that is pretty fluid in designing, they should be able to make that happen for you very quickly. It is really maybe a 10 minute process to add that that to your menu bar. So make sure that those match. Now, the other thing that I see when we're on this call to action, which is number three on my list, is that you have too many calls to action. You have 50 downloads or you have this or you have that and people don't know what to do. So keeping it really clear and concise and just giving them one, maybe two options to work with you or move forward with you in the sales funnel process is really going to give them clarity. They're going to know which one to choose. They're going to know which one is best for where they are in their business and their decision-making process. And they're not going to be like, oh, well, maybe I need this guide or maybe I need that guide. And then they download all of them and they don't do anything with any of them. So self-selecting which of those uh, actions you want them to take and being really clear and specific about those is going to help you drive more traffic toward your end goal, which is moving them through your sales funnel. Now, if you're worried about your sales funnel and you haven't really figured out, hmm, you know, I want them to go here, here, and here, I highly recommend you map that out prior to creating a download or creating, um, you know, the, the links on your website or getting together with your designer, really filter that out and write it out even on a whiteboard or a piece of paper or draw it out on a, a mapping process, process software or website, just so you kind of know what that looks like for you and your business. Because if you have multiple products, that sales funnel is going to look different for everybody, depending on which product or where they are in your business. So for example, with me, a lot of people will come to me with branding and they'll say, oh, I already have a website. Well, they don't realize when we change their branding, we have to also change their website because all of the messaging changes, all the look and feel changes. And then they don't think about, oh, well, I really need to make money because I'm spending money with you to create this new brand and this new website. So really, if you back it way up, we need to start with the sales funnel. So you've got the brand, you've got the message, but if you have no way to drive traffic through any of those mechanisms, then you have no sales funnel. So 
I caution you when you're creating these calls to action that you back it up in an even further, an even further step and create that sales funnel, have it really clearly defined on a piece of paper so that when you go to create all of these components for your website, they're really clear, you know what the path is. And um, once you have that path, you can then get, bring your designer and your branding expert or whoever that is on board with you. So number four, the number four mistake is that there are no visible benefits to the person visiting your website, that prospective customer to work with you. Or if there are, they're not clearly defined. So we sometimes as business owners are so involved in our business that we forget not everybody knows what we know. And so it may be obvious to us that, you know, working with me on um, developing a brand is going to lead you to more clients because of this, this, and this. However, it may not be clear to our ideal client. And so we need to specifically, succinctly create the benefits there. And not only that, but create a process that they're going to go through to get those benefits and make it really, really simple. It could be one, two, three, this is it. And when you create that simple process for them to follow, and they clearly can see, oh, if I work with them, it's going to bring me more money. I'm going to have more clients. I'm going to have more time. I'm going to be less frustrated, whatever those are. Create the verbiage around that on your website very clearly, very distinctly, and then back it up with a testimonial of somebody you've worked with. Now, a caveat to testimonials. I know people like to go crazy and they like to have sliders and they like to have all these testimonials. But in reality, when you go to a website, use yourself as an example. Do you go to a website and read every testimonial that's on there? Most likely not, especially if they're a novel. So I highly recommend you get succinct, specific testimonials and then at max put two. It doesn't mean you can't use different ones on different pages, but don't put more than two on a page. Even if you have a sliding testimonial, uh, a testimonial slider where they, it rotates through different ones because people aren't going to read them. They don't have time. They're, they're on a mission. They either want to find you, do business with you and move on, or they are, um, you know, they're wanting to get just that one specific, oh, that person worked well with me for, Um, you know, they want some, some social proof, but they're not looking for a novel about how great you are. So limit your, your testimonials to one or two and, um, feel free to, you know, put those throughout the website. If the, if you have different ones, that being said, it is really, um, a good idea or it's, uh, recommended that you also put some other, um, notoriety on there, something that gives you authority. So if you're part of different organizations or you have certifications that are relative to um, what you do, um, one of the ones I have is I'm HubSpot certified in inbound marketing. And so adding that on there, or if you're a part of different associations that your ideal client would be a part of, like eWomen, for example, or a chamber, you may want to add that on there. Or if you've spoken at different places so that people know, um, I have a friend that has done a TED Talk. So now she's got TED Talks on her um, authority reel of logos. But you, you may want to add that on there, especially if you're still growing your presence and your audience and your brand, just because it gives you some authority, like you really do know what you're doing. And don't be afraid if you only have a few, it's okay, because you know, you'll get more as you go and you'll get more uh, examples of testimonials. 
One last note on testimonials that I recommend to clients, and I'm also going to recommend it to you, is that don't just get testimonials at the end of a project. Really try to get testimonials as you're going through the process with a client simply because one, it's going to reiterate to them the work that you're doing and the benefits that they're seeing. But two, it gives the prospective people that you would work with the opportunity to see what it's like to work with you through the process and what they can expect at each piece of the process. So however you want to document that, a lot of times I will just use an Excel spreadsheet and just you know type in quick little testimonials, get their approval and move on. Um, but then you have them when you need them, when you're creating your website or collateral or whatever you might need them for, slideshows, etc. So be sure that you're clear about your benefits, be sure that you're clear about how you help people and give some authority. And then the last component I have for you to create a profitable website is to create that process that I mentioned to work with you. What is it like to work with you and make it really super simple. Like one, you do this, one, you make an appointment, two, we have a conversation, three, I give you some tips and we move forward. Um, and whatever that is for your business, I mean, you want to make it specific to your business, but you know, if it's a, I use the example of somebody that is doing menu planning or, um, giving you the option to, um, order food service delivered to your home. So number one would be sign up for the free menu planner. Number two would be download all the recipes. And number three would be make and enjoy your delicious dinner. So it's really simple. People can understand the action. They know what they're getting, how they're getting it. And the easier you can make it for them to do business with you, the easier it will be for them to decide to do business with you. So make it three steps. I, you know, there's statistics. If you go from three to four to five, um, statistically, people, the the conversion rate dramatically decreases. Um, so three seems to be the, um, the best number of steps to get people in there. So it may take a little work to finesse that, but just do what you can do. And if you can't do it, hire a professional. That's why we're here. So let me go through those one more time, just so you have all of the different things that you should be implementing on your website. Number one, you need a tagline and you need some way to identify your ideal client in that tagline, how you help them and the benefits of working with you. Number two is you need to have a call to action and you need to make it really clear about how it is for them to move forward with you, whether that's to move into your sales funnel through a free download or to move into working with you directly. Number three is don't have too many calls to action. This is another thing I see where people are just all over the board and make it clear, make it concise. Don't do more than two. I'm going to highly recommend don't have more than two calls to action. One being moving them into your, your sales funnel, your email funnel. And the other would be to directly schedule with you or work with you somehow. Um, whether that's through a phone call or however, however, whatever your process is to bring on new clients. Number four is to outline visibly the benefits it is for you, for people to work with you. If they don't know the benefits or how it's going to impact their business, they're not going to work with you. And then last but not least, briefly define in a very quick process, one, two, three, what it looks like to work with you and how easy it is to get started. If you have any questions about website design or website um, conversion, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. That really is the best way to start a conversation. You can send me a direct message over there. You can find me at Elisa M. Connor. 
I appreciate you guys tuning in this week. It was great to uh, share this information about your website with you. I'm hoping that you'll implement some of these things, even if it's just one or two, so that you can dramatically see that um, increase in traffic and increase in conversion from your website. Next week, I will be here talking all about email. And you guys are not going to want to miss this episode. It is probably one of my favorite episodes that I have recorded. And it is all about how to stay out of the spam folder of people's inboxes. So tune in next week. In the meantime, have a great week and I will see you next week. Take care. This episode is being brought to you by my new free training, how to create an irresistible opt-in that people actually want. You know, you need an opt-in. Everyone's told you you need an opt-in. What they haven't told you is what to create, how to create it, and for the love of Pete, how to connect it to both your email service provider and your website. That's why I've created this free training to give you the inside scoop about how to do all of those things. You don't want to miss this free training, so take this time right now to go sign up at elisaconnor.com forward slash simple, because I am going to help you create the simplest process that you can repeat again and again every time you need to create a new opt-in and a new download that attracts those people, grows your lists, and grows your business. Again, join me for the free training at elisaconnor.com forward slash simple. See you inside. www.alisaconnor.com forward slash podcast.